do people think about the Roman Empire so much? And why is it mostly men? I have been grappling with this for the past week. And so I took it upon myself to not only dive into your never-ending thought obsessions, but also get to the bottom of this. First off, I got the sigh wrong last week. Thank you to everyone who let me know. Um, I am embarrassed, but I'm not going to take it out because all breathing practices are an act of self-love, in my opinion. And so I'm leaving it in. The actual Huberman Lab breathing technique is, uh, is one breath in, another extra breath on top of that breath in, and then through this extra breath, like it takes a lot of effort, so your shoulders shoot right up. And then you take a longer sigh out. I'm not going to do it for you because I'm saving your eardrums. If you're feeling stressed, try it out. You won't feel stressed throughout this episode because we're just having fun today. Last week, we spoke about test anxiety and mental rehearsal and how to not be stressed pretty much and build your confidence when it comes to test anxiety. And so the sigh that we're referring to is in relation to that. Try it out the next time you're trying something new or pioneering something in your life. Just thank me later. <laughs> it's really good. It's a really, really good technique. Welcome to Fresh Baked Bread. This is the podcast where we cover literally anything at this point, including the Roman Empire now. To our friends, who have no idea what we are talking about when it comes to this Roman Empire situation. Hello, you are seen and more than welcome here, but here's a little bit of an explanation for you. So, this past month, there has been a meme going around where people are asking men how often they tend to think about the Roman Empire. They seem to be thinking about it, um, like a lot. Some responses were, I think about the Roman Empire every month. Some people said every day, and then some other people said multiple times a day, which is a little bit insane to me, and it really got me thinking as to why. I do not personally think about the Roman Empire that often, if ever. And so I was a little bit like, why are so many people thinking about the Roman Empire? And why is it mostly men? This really racked my brain because I like to understand things and I couldn't understand this. And so I took it upon myself to investigate it for us both. And here we are. My brain first went, could it be evolutional? Why does it tend to be men or masculine people who think about the Roman Empire so much? Could it be our society? Could it be to do with the, you know, balance between, you know, men and women? And then it also got me thinking, what are your Roman Empire equivalents? What are your thought obsessions? What do you think about multiple times a day? But before we get into your stories, we're going to start with the theories as to why men think about this so much. And for context's sake, when I say men, I mean people who are very masculine. So just to clarify, I want everyone to feel safe here. What I mean to say is, when I refer to the word men, I'm meaning masculine. You know, um, 
I, I don't have a synonym here. Okay, let's get to the theories. First, I want to touch on how this Roman Empire trend kind of dances around the male psyche. And a super interesting article, which is linked in the show notes, dives into this for us. Super quickly, two seconds of your time. Would you please do me the hugest favor ever and rate this podcast however you see fit? Because it really helps me progress the show and make it bigger for us both and dive into even more outlandish topics and bring in even more interesting people, even though everyone we talk to is awesome. So thank you. Really, back to what I found. When we think of the great Roman Empire, what do we initially think of? For me, it's war. Greatness, you know, powerful leaders, status, competition, aggression, and power. And now when I think about it a little bit more, all of these uh, things, words, <laughs> they have masculine or yang qualities to them, not passive or yin at all. And I'm using the yin and the yang here as a representation because I really think it shows the traditional balance of feminine and masculine, with the masculine being associated with men. It shows this societal balance that we kind of have going on. And I'm pretty sure you understand what I mean by that. Because with this point in history, the Roman Empire, it's really like the male kind of equivalent of history, the male version of history. What I mean when I say the male version of history is it was predominantly men in power. This was a time where it was very masculine you know, and there, there's a point to this, okay. Within this article, it also highlighted men's tendency to focus more on impersonal facts. An example of this is the male tendency to know specific death counts or statistics or larger numerical facts that hold kind of less personal significance of the people at the time. So it's more like 10,000 people battled out on the ocean over five people within this battle of 10,000 were from this place. The facts that men statistically have the tendency of relaying tend to be faster to show the greatness of this time. Whereas alternatively, women tend to focus more on the minute the little details the personal side of the story and it did get me thinking about you know the greater balance of the male kind of bigger picture and female more minute yin there's a balance there and it's so beautiful on a grander scale it's like 50% of the world look at the bigger picture whereas 50% of the world look at the more minute picture and the two 50-50s can kind of dance around each other and find a perfect balance to see the whole picture. Back to the story. My sister, she asked her partner Harry, hello Harry, shout out to Harry, she asked him how often he thinks about the Roman Empire and his response was followed by statistics and also his knowledge about Genghis Khan and good on him for knowing this because it's interesting shit but it's so crazy to me because I have kind of noticed this in daily life too 
And what I mean is more masculine people tend to see the wider picture of data over more feminine people who tend to see the smaller outliers or the more personal stories behind this data, like almost more empathetically. Do you get what I mean? It's it's a little bit hard for me to articulate, so I do want your thoughts on this. Send them to the email in the show notes or Wilson online at gmail.com. In this article, there's a source named as Anderson, and this person is often cited, like throughout the entirety of this piece. They explain the male psyche to be, quote, low empathy with a high degree of sense-making, structure-making, and systemizing. So maybe because they see the wider picture, they can kind of systemize and make structure to this in a less empathetic way. But this gets deeper. So with this understanding of the male psyche being low empathy with a high degree of sense making, Ronald Levant, who is a professor and author of the book titled The Tough Standard, The Hard Truths About Masculinity and Violence, he writes that this trend itself, the Roman Empire trend, may also represent a level of anxiety felt by young men today, with toxic masculinity being a huge part of our media, and men's behavior being under constant and increasing, really, scrutiny. This is not me speaking good or bad on this. It's just a fact. He says that many young men may feel lost as they grapple with their place in society. Maybe our society today with media and everything is starting to focus on the more like personal data, more empathetically. Whereas at this time, the Roman Empire, it was more numerical, um, masculine, really. So we're kind of approaching things as a society more empathetically, more feminine. Whereas this time, there was more of a masculine approach because it was a masculine or, or male really dominated time in history. So as he says that many young men may feel lost as they're trying to find their place in our society, which is more kind of empathetic, more feminine, this ultimately may lead them to turn to another time period by which the male strength was glorified. An example of this being the Roman Empire. And this is kind of said purely from curiosity and exploration, as I'm not trying to preach any form of argument here. And I just want to clarify that because this is really how my brain works. I like to analyze things and systemize and kind of build solutions. It's, I like to understand. And sometimes it may come across as though I have an opinion, but I will let you know when I have an opinion trust me. Anyway, this is so fascinating to me because I feel like it shows many men today struggling with the idea of what a man is or what a man should be in our society today. Maybe there is a feeling of inadequacy within their standing in society and so they think about the Roman Empire so much almost as an escape to a time where men had more stability within their personal social standing. So, as of right now, as of right now, this is where my thoughts, where my thoughts are, are vibrating. This is where my thoughts are about this whole thing. And to me, it makes sense. 
So I'm going to leave this point with one final quote from Levant and from this article, which you can find in the show notes. Let me know your thoughts about it, because it's kind of a lot. And it reads, in our current cultural era, where masculinity is being questioned in all sorts of ways, they, in brackets men, might look for something to hold on to and something durable. He explains in different words that although the Roman Empire didn't stand, it didn't carry over to our point in time today, the history about it is so great that we still remember it. Highlight on the word great. Because maybe there's a, an ego that is wounded here with our current society that they look back to a time where the more masculine way of thinking, the more masculine approach was glorified, was in glory. There's kind of maybe an insecurity aspect to it. Let me know your thoughts. It's, it's something to ponder something to think about, something to chew on. Next, we have this Reckon Think piece, and the authors share their thoughts and personal Roman empires. This was another article I found, but it's it's very interesting, and I want to share their personal Roman empires because it got me thinking. These authors really articulate their thoughts about it, and I kind of want to give my two cents, and I want you to give me yours. Alexis... They write, maybe it's main character energy, anxiety, or just illusion, but most of my thoughts are consumed with being perceived. So Alexis's Roman Empire is almost like she's being watched, but in a good way. So for example, when they're pumping gas, they'll imagine a scenario where a fine man a few pumps down notices them and comes over to ask for their name and number. So it's like main character syndrome, or the spotlight effect. But I feel like this is a kind of a positive equivalent to the spotlight effect, which is often spoken about badly in our society today. But the spotlight effect is essentially main character syndrome. They are intertwined. How I would explain the spotlight effect is you're walking through a very crowded street, but it's slightly dark. But there's just a spotlight on you. In your brain, there's a spotlight on you and everyone is looking at you. It's where the narcissistic human within you, note me saying human, this is human, it's not a bad thing, it's just something ingrained within our nature. The narcissistic side of you thinks that everyone else is concerned with what they have going on. And my thoughts on this is it, it's not really something at the forefront of my brain. It's not really something I ponder about. Like, I don't really think it's my personal Roman Empire, but I definitely do have narcissistic thoughts where I'm like, even if I do something a little bit embarrassing, like trip when going on a walk, I'll like look around and be like, who's here? Like, who saw that? Everyone is looking at me. That kind of thing. It's not a bad thing. I don't think it's my personal Roman Empire because it's not at the forefront of my thoughts. But then again, what if the Roman Empire isn't necessarily at the forefront of men's thoughts, but it's like in the background. It's like in the background software of their brain just processing. So it could be. Let me know your thoughts. And then we have Abby. Now they say, my Roman Empire changes every year or so. But this year, it's the importance of intimate, non-romantic relationships. Where my brain went with this was the concept of perfection years in 
astrology. And this is the phenomenon, I don't know the right word to explain it, but it's basically where every single year you move on to a different house on your astrological wheel. So your first house perfection year is yourself, like your your first house, your rising sign, like Scorpio. It's like very me identity. Whereas, say, your eighth house, that's on like shared finances and stuff. So maybe that's a very kind of money-driven year. Your seventh house, which I remember personally, that was a very relationship-driven year for me. It's not my Roman Empire, I don't think, because I don't really think about it that much. But that's kind of where my brain went with this as she said quote my roman empire changes every year or so i don't know i don't think that one's my personal roman empire but definitely some food for thought and then clarissa says most of my quiet moments are spent thinking about my friendships and the balance between not negating myself i think i'm in the process of trying to find that balance of being a good friend but also speaking up for myself when my feelings are hurt or when behaviors happen that i'm not okay with I think that's why I'm also ruminating on how I've fallen out with a friend because I want to cultivate friendships where I don't have to leave myself at the door or be close to someone. Hmm. Clarissa, that is very interesting. But not in a bad or good way at all. It's just kind of where my brain goes with this is I often think that the different circumstances that we encounter in life, they could seem so small to other people who aren't thinking about them but they're actually all engrossing to us personally so seeing as I don't have a falling out with a friendship recently in my past that's not really friendships aren't the forefront of my thoughts because it's not going on in my life but with Clarissa it seems that maybe this was something that has been happening in her life and it's kind of like a tender wound, still healing a little bit. But good on you, because as you say here, I want to cultivate friendships where I don't leave myself at the door to be close to someone. That is the right approach to take, because this is going to mean that you're only igniting and passionate about friendships that have this quality to them. And that is so important for your self-love. Because the only person that you're going to carry through life with is you. That's beautiful. And I'm celebrating that for you right now. I think that's amazing. Not my personal Roman Empire, as I say, because it's not something at the forefront of my life. But it will be one day. Likely. And maybe we all have different Roman... But that's not the answer here, is it? Because we're trying to find one female equivalent to this trend but then again i don't think every man thinks about the roman empire so much even my granddad does actually because i asked him in the car and my granddad's coming on the podcast so you will get to meet him he's a wonderful wonderful man but we were driving and i asked him i was like i explained the trend and then i asked him and he he did say that he thinks about it often maybe once a week or so and then he also brought up Genghis Khan as well, like my sister's partner did. So it's like, well, if the type of books that my granddad is interested in tend to be centered around this kind of great part of history. Or even just stories of very masculine periods in time. I mean to say kind of with that grandness, that power, men in power type of time. He often would prefer to read books about that, whereas I wouldn't. 
but that's a different between us and that's okay but it's just it's interesting is what it is that's my fascination with this it's just interesting it's human it's nature and it's not just surface level there's depth to this trend there's something more here and it's just so so fascinating but back to this reckon piece so hannah their roman empire is this they wrote do you have dozens of playlists sitting in your spotify library once you've listened to about twice and then just left as a time capsule for future you to find someday that's me I may be thinking too much about having the exact right mix of songs playing in the background of my life, but I guess it's just a way to try and make both the mundane and significant life things seem a little more fun, and also like I'm in a movie. Who knows? I'll think of you always as the quote songs for covert operations playlist. I mean, I do tend to have a bunch of playlists on Spotify with different songs in different orders for the different moods that I'm in and sometimes I'll make a playlist and then like listen to it for maybe two weeks or so and then just leave it does anyone else do that like I'll curate a bunch of songs and make it the playlist for my life and then I'll be like "Mm, not really feeling this so much and then stop listening to it and then move on to another one often with the same songs maybe a couple added in or taken out but jumbled up in another order just to refresh things something that i do but not my personal roman empire another thing that i found about this trend is it's even in gilmore girls i don't know the exact episode or timestamp or anything but i remember the scene and It was a TikTok, and I don't remember the name of the poster, but really keen eye, like a great little pinpoint of them to make. Um, But the scene is Rory's sitting down and having lunch with her grandpa, and she asks him what he's been doing recently, and he just said that he finished the last of this copy on the Great Roman Empire of books, like this last of this series, and he'd been reading it for since 1960 something and that's a long time that's like what 40 years and now he doesn't really have a hobby anymore but it's just it was a cute little moment because I asked my granddad about it and he said that he has been reading about the Roman Empire and great masculine time periods for a really really long time and so had Rory's granddad but that's just another little tidbit of like this is actually something that happens this is actually something that guys think about and that kind of script line that kind of storyline doesn't just come from anywhere it had to come from somewhere okay now it's your time to shine yes you here are your roman empires and starting off with some bangers of which i might be able to explain away is taylor swift and i am personally a swifty 1989 is my all-time favorite album And then there's also The Tudors, The Tudors, a show I never saw, Princess Diana, who I will forever love, but as these are all contesters to me, for a Roman Empire, a female equivalent to the Roman Empire, but I don't really think about them unless I'm exposed to them through the media. 
Like I do listen to Taylor Swift. We know I don't listen. I haven't seen the show The Tudors, but I do listen to Taylor Swift. But I don't really think about her or the impact of her music daily. I think these points or these quote Roman empires. I think these are just more feminine enjoyments within our society today, but not necessarily a female equivalent of the Roman Empire. And this infatuation with the Roman Empire is quite lighthearted, almost, though we did get very deep with some of the male psyche side of things. Um, and also with those Taylor Swift and TV show and media kind of equivalents, but there was one mention that someone made that I did find quite striking and kind of hit me a little bit, but I do want to mention a trigger warning to do with assault, and so please tune off or skip ahead a few minutes if this is something you are sensitive to at the moment, because the last thing I want to do is to hurt you with an episode. So please um, look after yourself with what we're going to talk about. And if you do need to talk to someone, I'm always here. Another equivalent that someone noted was either being um, taken off the planet or sexually assaulted. And I can personally wrap my brain around this one. Um, but I would love to hear your thoughts on it because my brain is definitely impacted by my own experiences in life so far within this. So every day I do have this thought scrape my mind with either catcalls or looks from men and this is likely my cognitive bias here. And I understand this because I am going through it a little bit at the moment with this as I continue to heal some trauma from way back then for me. Um, but it is a point that I wanted to bring up because I don't think I'm alone with this. But it, it could be a Roman Empire for me. But yeah, this isn't something that I'm going to struggle with my whole life, I don't think. I believe it also comes in waves. But it's something that I'm honouring nevertheless because... If I push that feeling down or that fear down, then nothing good is going to come from that. That distrust is only going to manifest in other ways that will hurt me. So I think honoring it when it comes up gives me an opportunity to heal it, to let it go and to be with it. Because I can't change what has happened to me. I can't change the fact that it's something that I think about. I can tell myself, no, like, it's a silly thought from an experience that you've had, but I can't change the fact that it happened. I can rationalize it, but I can't change it. Um, maybe it is a con contender for me, but I did talk about this with a friend of mine, and I know that within these thoughts, I'm not alone because of my friends and who I've spoken to about this, but during our conversation, we kind of made a connection to a long-standing history of women lacking autonomy. And there is a point to this. You know how we talked about the male history side of this whole phenomenon? Well, 
within this fear, this fear that I know that a lot of women have, there is a history behind it. And it's also interesting to note that it was present within the Roman Empire, to my knowledge. And this was with women lacking autonomy and lacking the same opportunities as men. And then also think with, um, who was it? Penelope? Penelope, maybe? Well, the story goes, she was pursued by lots of different men, and to avoid this pursuing, she, while her husband was away, sorry, and to avoid this pursuing, she would sew a something, a blanket, I believe, weave a blanket, or something like that, and then she would unweave it at night to avoid the pursuing. I, I can't remember the exact story, but from these myths, I do understand that back in the day, well, of course I understand from our history, but back in the day, women did lack a lot of autonomy and kind of had this ever-present fear more so of, you know, um, danger from, from, let's face it, men. So maybe this fear of assault is an ingrained thought pattern, you know, woven into our female brains of our societal past. And that's just, once again, not necessarily an opinion, but just a thought of mine. And I would love your two cents on it, because help me rationalize this, or break it down or understand it better. It could be something woven into our history, just as the Roman Empire and the greatness and the powers woven into men's history. But moving on to another point, which I find so personally valid, and this is once again trigger warning for uh, food issues and dieting. This once again could be to do with my um, own personal history and my teenage years, which we have kind of touched on a little bit earlier in episodes. But um, I think that body image, food and dieting could be a female Roman Empire equivalent. And I've seen this on TikTok as well. Um, I don't have the video anymore because I don't have the app but if I did I would link it I'm sorry I saw it quite a few times but it was I think it kind of touches on our current society today and we are talking a lot about society but also our past because women I think have always had an infatuation with their appearance throughout history but mostly and I know there's a human nature to always want to look good and feel good and human nature kind of infatuation with your appearance but I feel like women tend to focus on it more and so I think it is possibly hard woven within the female brain or female upbringing to care about the way that we look and then that manifest as body image um diets and fitting into societal norms and so it's something that women tend to inherently think about and I do think about this a lot throughout the day maybe on the back burner but I think once again it is my kind of cognitive bias and my experiences that I've had so if I'm thinking about food or something 
Like it's, it's a possibility and it's a healing point for me, a pain point for me that I'm looking at. And this episode has kind of been an opportunity to look at these parts of myself. And well, I mean, I've already identified them as pain points, as personal pain points of mine, but they are opportunities to kind of dive into them a little bit deeper. And maybe this last little section has given you an opportunity to look at your pain points a little bit. But let me know if you relate to any of these, because I'm truly interested. I want to know what you think your Roman Empire could be. And if you're comfortable, give me a story. Tell me why. Tell me an event that happened that kind of made this your Roman Empire. And then maybe if you are comfortable... I can do a follow-up episode and we can talk about them a little bit more and see if there's a common consensus because I don't really know if I've identified a female equivalent to the Roman Empire in this, but I know that, you know, maybe if we all put our heads together, we can come up with one. And maybe there is no feminine equivalent. Or as I said, maybe you have one that we haven't spoken about and in a follow-up episode we can cover. But let me know, nevertheless by emailing me to the email in the show notes with Fresh Baked Bread or FBB in the subject line so I can see it. The email is Ella Rosa Wilson, Rosa spelled R-O-S-A, online at gmail.com. You can find it and copy and paste it in the show notes. But it's been a joy having you here today. So thank you so much for tuning in with me. I love you and I'll see you next week.